you and you know I see a lot of people who are you know just focused on borrowing to success and, and you can end up getting yourself in big trouble if you're not really looking at the, your cash forecasting correctly. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast where we focus on the people, the products and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host Stephen Peterson. Hey, wanted to talk a few moments about some sponsors. Scope from Seller Labs, um, when's the last time you created a listing, right? And when you create that listing, you've got to come up with the keywords, right? It's all keyword dependent. I don't care if it's uh, private label or wholesale. You've got to get it right. Well, what's the best way to get it right? If you're selling a similar product that's really successful, you go and you take and use their keywords. And that's what Scope does for you. It's a phenomenal tool brought to you again by Seller Labs, the leaders in technology uh, when it comes to Amazon right now. They are just crushing it with all their products. But Scope allows you to get that listing right. Get ranked for those keywords as fast as possible. Therefore, you get the sales. So, Go to sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum. Save a little bit of money. Get some free keywords to test. Try it out and see if you see an improvement. If you don't, adjust. What's cool about what I love about uh, Seller Labs is that you then message and say, hey, I didn't get this right, Tyler. Hey, Jeff, this isn't working right. What am I doing wrong? And boom you're going to get the help you need. And that's what you're going to get from Seller Labs. And, and it's a very special group. They've been very, I've been very fortunate to be connected with them. And again, I look over time, they've delivered every single time. You know, same thing I can say for Karen from Solutions for E-Commerce. I mean, she's been carrying my account for a couple of years now, um, and our account, my wife and I, and she really does handle things for us. Um, I mentioned uh, just last week, we created a new listing with forget how many variations, but again, all the flat files uploaded, done as I needed. I pop in, so she'll send me a template, I pop in some information, and then boom, it's handled. Oh wait, these pictures weren't done right, blah, 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 this UPC needs it, boom, modified, adjusted. And again, the communication's been phenomenal too. I get an email pack saying, hey, this was done, or this, you're missing this, Steve, hey, you got to do this. So, you know, we have those challenges too, and that's why I like working with somebody who's been doing it, and been doing it for a long time. Did you know Karen also does listings for eBay? Yep, lots of them. So if you want to build out that channel, which of course you should, it's Q4, you should be selling everywhere you can, um, Karen can help you with that too. So you got to tell her I've sent you. So you're going to go to solutions for e-commerce forward slash momentum. You're going to save 50 bucks every single month. You're going to save that $50. But more importantly, you're going to get an inventory health report. Um, did you just get hit with monthly long-term storage fees? Well, guess what? If you haven't, they're coming. You want to get that inventory right, and she can help you with that. You got to tell her I sent you. Again, solutions, the number four, e-commerce forward slash momentum will get you into that. Save the 50 bucks. Get that inventory health report, though. That's really, really important. Get that going right away. And I don't want to miss my coach when it comes to retail orb or online orb. When I have a question, and I do, not that we don't, we don't really do much of it anymore, but when I do have a question, I go to Gay Lisby. Because why? Because she's really... She is a coach. I mean, she's really phenomenal, but she also puts out a daily list and you're going to get that list five days a week. You're going to get tons of leads. The number of uh, agreed to amount that you're supposed to get, she, she usually gets to those in the four days and then the fifth day seems to be a bonus most of the time. Phenomenal group, small amount of uh, buyers where this list is going to. And the best thing is the nuggets that you learn. Hey, why is the red one better than the blue one? Gate can help you with those questions. I saw, hey, I got, um, I got a, the dreaded letter about a brand. 
here's the here's the way you approach it. Hey, receipts. Um, how do you? What's the best practice? I saw her leading instructions, teaching me, the accountant, how to do a better job with it, and it's phenomenal. So it's Gay Lisby's um, a million dollar selling. Um, I'll have the link in here. You've got to use. Um, the, my, my link, and, and it does help me. I don't want to say it that way, but um, it's part of Amazing Freedom with Andy Slammons, Lee Ron, Hirschkorn, and Nate Slammons, so you know you can trust them, okay? So come out to the website, take a look at it, and you will get uh, savings, and you can get two weeks free right now. Only through my link, you get two weeks free. Try it. You don't like it? I get it. Back off. But right now is the time to make money. Get cash flow going right now. And so join, you get two weeks free. The only way you're going to get the two weeks free is if you use my link. It's on this episode. Come on out and give it a try. You will not be disappointed. Again, you're going to see me in there. So reach out if I can help you too. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. This is episode 357, Robin Johnson. Okay, get ready to learn. Get ready to take on wholesale in a way you have not looked at it before. Um, she's been on my show a couple times, you know, um, so strong. But what I appreciate about Robin is um, her development into that brand ambassador. You hear a lot of people talking about getting exclusive. You've heard a bunch of people, and maybe you have one. And that's cool that you have it, but Steve, who's had it before and lost it because he didn't add value to the brand, just rested on my laurel, thought buying stuff from him was enough for me to keep exclusive. It's not. Because somebody's going to go in with a better pitch, and they're going to be like, hey, we can add some lifestyle photos for you. We can add some... Uh, we can do some keywords things. I see you're missing all these keywords. Let us add these to you. Um, let us put you on other channels. Let us bring you into Europe. Let's go into Canada. Well, guess what? If you're not going to do that, somebody will. And I think Robin is a good example of somebody who has done that and who continues to do that and really take him to the next level. Um, great discussion. She's going to pitch her courses, um, of which I'm a member of. Um, and these are affiliates of mine. So just telling you that stuff up front, I probably address it a couple times because it's uncomfortable for me. Um, but understand that I'm very cautious who I partner up with. And uh, I'm so proud and very fortunate to be able to partner up with Robin um, because of the consistency. Again, I look at people over time, the consistent growth, consistent effort, phenomenal. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. We're excited about today's guest, a three-peater. And the reason I'm having her back, because it's Q4, it is really, I think most people would say Q4 is kind of over, right? You should have had your stuff in, now it's execution. But Q5, which is January, starts very, very soon, and you still have an opportunity. So I wanted to make sure we take advantage of it. Robin Johnson's back to help us through. Welcome back, Robin. Hi, thanks for having me back. You know what's funny is we went to do like a Q4 celebration dinner in, uh, at Melting Pot. And the server's like, what are we celebrating? We're like, we're celebrating a great Q4. She's like, well, I hope you have a great Q5 too. Ah, see, she and, knew. She, she knew. knew. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true though, right? I mean, the, the opportunity doesn't end December 29th or 30th. I guess 30th is the last day you can get stuff in for December. Um it really starts again January 1st when all those gift cards and all those people return and all that jazz, right? 
Yeah. And, you know, so even if you were selling Christmas trees, if you were selling Christmas trees, then you would, you know, your your high season would be over, right? But it's how you utilize the capital that you have going forward. And then for most product mixes, you're going to have a really strong January. It, it's, you know, and there's a lot of other things that you can do to develop your product mix to have multiple high seasons. I think one of the mistakes that people can make in wholesale is to only try to find things that will be hot during certain seasons. Um, without kind of staggering those things out. So you want to have a layer of evergreen products that are going to sell all the time. And then you want to have some products that are seasonal. So you want to have a summer product mix, a fall product mix that you are you're moving in and out of that is going to help make sure that you're able to keep multiple sales bumps instead of just relying on that one Q4 bump to carry you through the whole year and then, you know, relying and not having something else that's going to keep your sales moving um, in, you know, Q3 and Q2. That evergreen uh, product mix that you're talking about, that's that's foundational, right? I mean, that's what keeps you going in the slow times, right? When cash, because let's face it, this is a very difficult cash flow business, right? It's You're spending a lot of money buying a lot of inventory and not getting paid for a period of time. So when you have those evergreen things, you have that foundation. I always tell people, we do a budget, and people think I'm crazy when I say it, but we literally have a budget for 2019. But we know that we're going to have rent for our warehouse. We know we're going to have an electric bill, right? We know we're going to have a, a, a gas bill. Even in summer, I get a gas bill. It's 20 bucks just to bill, right? By putting all that down, and if I can cover that with a foundation, as those evergreen products you're describing, then I get to really uh, reward ourselves when it is that seasonal time. Is that fair? Yeah, that is definitely fair. Um, and, you know, I think that not if, if, you know, those, the evergreen products and having things that you can restock over and over again, that is really what is, you know, foundational in order to scale without having to be on the hunt all the time. Mm-hmm. You're, you're still, no matter what product, whether you're doing wholesale or private label or RA, you're always going to have to be looking for the new products, you know, keep your eyes up, you know, looking at the horizon and seeing what can you do next. But, you know, having those replenishable products makes it so you can stop chasing to survive your business and start actually managing your business and starting to build it um, into something that is more than you just hustling. And it's something about, you know, you having a business that is sustainable and where you can focus on long-term strategy. You know, last time I had you on, we spent some time talking about setting goals. And one of the notes that I made in there was, be careful of the goal you set because you might hit it and it might not be what you want to do. You really want to be certain. You really want to figure out where you want to go. What are you seeing in the wholesale world um, with people that have set goals and maybe they hit them and they don't like where they're at or people that have not hit or have not set goals? What Are they just stumbling and just kind of, you know, can't find their way? Is that what you see? Well, the biggest problem when I when I see somebody who's hit a goal and they're still not happy, uh, most times it's that they've set a gross sales goal. So like, I want to mm. get to a million in sales. I want to get to 500,000 in sales. And for some people, it's 20,000. Some people, it's 20 million. But they focus on the gross sales and they don't focus on the bottom line. And what happens is when you, you will win whatever game you are playing at, right? So if you set up this goal for, you know, to get to a million dollars in sales, a lot of times people will just focus on, you know, how do I get to that? And they're not thinking about the bottom line. So what they do is they start to lower their ROI. They buy deeper. Maybe they buy things that maybe wouldn't have hit their criteria before because the margins were a little tighter, or maybe there's a little bit more prep and they find 
find themselves having hit their goal but completely dissatisfied because they have no time, they have none of the freedom that they thought, all of the things that they thought would be the reward for getting that million dollars in sales haven't come to fruition and they're left with feeling like, is that all that there is? Hmm. And when, you know, that's when you're really vulnerable and your opportunity to make mistakes, I think gets greater because emotions start to play into it, right? I mean, that's, that's difficult. Yeah, and you have a lot more capital, sometimes a lot more debt on the line. So, you know, you have to think about your business as kind of like a little roller coaster. When you're small, it's, you know, it's Gadget Go Coaster at Disneyland. It's the little kids ride. You know, it's it's fun and exciting. It's little dips and, you know, little hills. When you get to a $5 million um, you know, business, then that's like Expedition Everest roller coaster, right? So, you know, it's big dips and big valleys and big thrills um, and also moments of sheer terror, you know, and but the more you have managed your cash flow and your margins, the more you can enjoy the ride knowing that it's a safe ride, um, that, you know, that you're, you're feeling that 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 adrenaline, but you're ultimately safe in the seat here, you know, and so when you're looking at managing your business, it's about managing those margins and those bottom lines. So, you know, you ha I really think that your goal should be set around what lifestyle do you really want? What, what, how much, and how much do you need in order to have that lifestyle? So I know I want this certain lifestyle. It's going to cost me $15,000 a month in order for me to be able to pull $15,000 a month out of my business. Then I would need to, I would need to gross this amount because, you know, I have to have all of my all of my product sales, my Amazon fees, and all of my subscriptions and warehouse and employees, all of that money has to come out and I still have me, me available that $15,000 with still having money available to reinvest in new products. I think one of the challenges with that, even that statement, is what level of cash flow does it take to operate at a business that size? So that 15000 you know, think of how much inventory you have and think of the sell-through rates, right? And, and, and what cash flow? I think that's where a lot of people fail to budget is how much cash are they going to get? So, you know, what's cool about having Robin on now, this is the time you should be getting the most cash into your business, right? Because you have the most inventory, ideally, the most number of buyers are going to be in the marketplace looking for items right now. So you're going to come off of this Q4, hopefully with a load of cash. What do you do with it? How do you plan that out for the year? What's the suggestion that you uh, get people started for like, you know, they, they've, they've had some success, right? And especially this Q4, they've had some success. They're sitting on a boatload of cash. Now they got to think about really building a business next year. What, where do you start um, directing people? So the first thing you need to think about is what kind of where what what do you want to build in this next year? So there are lots of different ways to do wholesale, to do private label, to do anything. Um, but you have to think about where what are you going to be building and how much cash are you going to need in order to do that. So if you're doing a low margin high volume wholesale business, then you are going to need to make sure that you've cut every expense that you have loosened, you know, except for the things that are giving you good ROI. If something, a tool is helping you make more money than it's costing you, then you keep that. But you're going to, you know, cut any, 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 necessary fat. You're not going to go crazy and get, you know, buy yourself a boat, but you're going to say, I need to make sure that I have enough capital available to start this cycle of buying more wholesale. The lower your margins are, 
the more capital that you need. And so some people will say, well, I can make it up in volume. Yes, you can make it up in volume, but you have to consider that you could need three to 10 times as much capital as a counterpart seller that is selling at higher margins. So you might look at somebody at a conference and say, uh, well, you know, they're only, they're doing a quarter of what I do in gross sales. If their margins are higher, they could be making the same amount, sometimes even more, um, if they're really monitoring kind of how they're moving the cash through their business and they're watching their margins. So the first thing is to know, you know, how much capital is it going to take for you to really hit your goals and to start to look at how, you know, what kind of, will the margins and the cap capital you have access to, is that a match? Because um, if it's not, then we need to read assess our strategy. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think it makes a lot of sense because some people would say, well, I just borrow money. Well, guess what? If the margins don't support you borrowing money, right? You know, you're operating at a, let's say you did cut down into the 12% margin, right? Let's just say after all things are done. Okay. Well, what about returns, right? It depends on the category and it could be significant. That's going to cut into that margin. And now all of a sudden you're financing that debt. Business debt is not cheap. You know, people who are using personal credit cards, you know, they get the 0% business. You don't get that, right? Business loans, right? Business funding, you know, um, is very expensive if you if you treat it as a business. Um, and you will run out of money personally to, at the business level. You just can't support doing these larger volumes. Is that right? Yeah, you and you know, I see a lot of people who are you know just focused on borrowing to success, and, and you can end up getting yourself in big trouble if you're not really looking at the, your cash forecasting correctly. So if you're not accounting for the cost of the money, and like you said, the cost of the returns, then you can think that you're making money and not really making money. Other ways that you could, you know, when you look at the deal and even if things sell through, that you could be losing money is, you know, maybe you're not calculating the dimensional weight of a product, so you're not mm. really including. The, the inbound weight. Um, maybe you're, you know, not considering, you know, the lead time. So, you know, especially when people are doing like bundles, wholesale or retail arbitrage, one of the things that, you know, we have a couple of clients that have struggled with this Q4 is, you know, they have manufacturer A, manufacturer B, manufacturer A sends them their stuff, manufacturer B is um, on back order. So now they have all of this inventory that's, that's being held from manufacturer A that's not selling, tying up their cash flow. The only way to avoid that in the future would to be having more lead time, which again, is more cash flow, right? So you have to really be thinking about, you know, sell through and product availability and plan A and plan B and start to really strategically set that up. You know, people are probably right about now saying, oh my God, they're overwhelmed. They're sitting back and saying, hmm, this is a lot, there are a lot of moving pieces to what you just described. And it's, that's fair. That's the barrier to entry though. Isn't it? I mean, it's not just money. That's a barrier to entry, knowing all those things and quite frankly, becoming an expert at all those things takes time and effort. And most people are not willing to put in the time, Robin, that I see. I mean, is that what you experience? Yeah, I think the main thing that keeps people from wholesale is being willing to put the time in and being willing to have that consistent action. Unlike some of the other ways to source, wholesale really requires you to spend, you know, a good two to three months really focusing on spinning everything up, getting the calls and the leads in. But, you know, while there's a lot of pieces to it, 
there's a lot of things that you can build into your processes to make it a lot simpler. In fact, one of the easiest things that you can do in order to increase profitability for most businesses is to make sure that just you, your, the first part of your money, the best part of your money goes to restock your profitable, consisting selling items. Mm. That's where I see the, some of the biggest leakage in businesses when I look at their numbers. Well, stay right there, they're too. They're not restocking. Stay right there yeah. because I think you're, you're saying the most important thing um, that, that you already have identified the things in your business that are selling, right? Yes, go more on them, right? Get get to capacity there. Is that kind of the, the best advice? Yeah. You know, so you really want to get to the point where you can be a jaded buyer, where you have your cream of the crop items. Uh, and the way that we restock is we look at what has sold in the last two weeks, and we're going to restock that. And then in Q, like when we're anticipating a, a seasonal bump, right? So if we're heading into summer, we're heading into Q4, then we're going to increase that. So the our best money, our first, the first priority on our money goes to restock the items that are profitable and have already sold through. And we're not, and we're going to give priority to our seasoned items. And then the money that's left over, that goes, you know, to item, to testing new products. And to maybe, you know, if we were doing RA and things along those lines, you know, but you want to make sure that you, the things that have been profitable and sold through at the price that you expected that you're restocking those. Um, and that's really the benefit of wholesale is making sure that you, you can, you can do that and you can do it on a biweekly basis. Um, and then, you know, looking at expanding those, you know, so I think a lot of people just kind of limit themselves oh. in, well, you know, this, this item comes in red, blue, and green. Well, if red, blue, and green have been consistent sellers, then have you thought about asking that wholesaler to make it for you in purple? I think back to the Chevron pattern. That's a good example, right? With a Chevron pattern became everything, and yet it wasn't really hot for a long time. And so if you were selling a bunch of products and then you just added the Chevron pattern to your existing product line, you would have rode that wave incredibly, but without reinventing the wheel, right? I mean, it was already a product that existed, so it's kind of that change in that color. You know, I was thinking about what you were talking about. We used to do a thing in accounting, the old, my old accounting days, the economic value added, right? So we would measure everything against. So we could go float paper in the market. We knew what return we would get, and so we would literally look at every purchase and say, well, we can float paper and make more money than that. No, don't worry about it. Don't buy it. And so you're basically saying the same thing. is hey, before you're expanding your... your uh, um, going to find new products and doing everything else. Just make sure that you compare it against what you're existing doing because that's the best place you can get the best return. It's proven. It's already proven. I take solid, solid advice. How, um, how much time do your clients, uh, your, do you recommend them sourcing? I mean, because there's so many different, you know, trade shows online, um, just sourcing in Amazon, you know, or spending the time on any other uh, manufacturing site. How much time do you recommend that they, they do on, on their business? Well, in the beginning, if you're you're moving into a new method or you're spinning up your business, then I think that spending 10 to 15 hours a week sourcing is good. Now, that's going to sound from people who are doing RA, that's not going to sound enough. Because when I was doing RA full time, then, you know, I was spending, you know, 32 hours a week sometimes sourcing. Um, with wholesale, if you have a good 15 really focused hours where you're not goofing around, you're not on Facebook, but you're really, you're making calls, you're looking at leads. Making that calls? Would be Wait, like you have to talk to a person? 
Yeah, you know, well, oh, you, actually, you don't. You can hire people to do that for you. Okay. Um, we have several clients that have uh, used our processes and have hired somebody else to make the phone calls for them. Okay. All right. All right. I might have scared somebody away. That that might have turned some people off. But 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 realistically, having those other people that can count towards those those ten to fifteen hours. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you, if you're doing that consistently, then you, you know, you, it would be, you'd be hard pressed to not be getting good wholesale leads unless there's something wrong in your disqualification process. So, you know, I think that's one of the, when people join our wholesale course, that's the biggest thing that we tell them not to skip is there's one section in there about disqualifying leads. And, you know, if you just call, uh, start to call wholesale leads, then if you don't have a, a way to disqualify those ones where there's not going to be enough margin, um, at least a good chunk of them, then you can find yourself banging your head against a wall and getting really frustrated. How about this? Um, I have some wholesale accounts. Is one of the best places for me to source from my existing, I mean, you're going to say, duh, Steve, of course. But I mean, realistically, how many people pass on going back to their existing wholesale accounts to mine other products? I see that all the time, you know, in you know, using your existing relationships and then using their relationships and yeah, say, yeah, 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 that's key. I know that you're, you know, you're attending this other show, you know, there are other products, you know, that are in your category that you think would be a good fit for us, or is there anybody you could, you know, refer us to um, and that maybe is looking for a good Amazon seller, um, you know, and then looking at maybe doing something together with them, you know, that would be a custom product or something that's a little different. Yeah, I think white label, which was what I call that custom product thing, is is missed by a lot of people too. It's It's exciting to do private label. I get it. But imagine you're buying from a vendor that you already know, they're trustworthy, they're honest, they ship when they say they're going to, and they manufacture that product exclusive for you. There's a, a, a B product that does white label for us, and it's just such a great, that's what they do. That's, they even sell it as white label. They even say, hey, we'll white label products for you. And you can get started that way. And you learn a heck of a lot because there's a lot of other things to know. But it's so cool once you get to the other side, you're like, okay, all right, I get this. Now I can do this. And then it's really up to the marketing side. How important is marketing in wholesale? Because I think a lot of people think that, you know, obviously on private label, that's, you know, such a huge part, portion of it. But on wholesale, isn't it just I add to the listing to the category, the, the catalog and then I'm done? <laughs> Well, you can do it that way, and there's a lot of people who do do it that way. Um, I think what has, you know, if you if you want to be, um, if you want to make sure that you're at the, the top of the game and not just kind of surviving at the middle or bottom third, then in wholesale now, you really need to learn how to turn trash to treasure. Um, and what I mean by that is you want to start out with straight wholesale deals. Like, I can buy it, I can list it, it's already there, I can sell it right away. After you have that experience, then I really recommend that you start to develop the skills to be able to look at a product and say, this isn't selling because the picture is bad. This is not selling because it's been out of stock or the keywords, it's not indexed for primary keywords. So I can start to do that. And that gives me an advantage. So I can pick products that other people aren't interested in. If we all focus on items that are in the top 2% of their category that have so many units sold per month, then what happens is those companies that are in that small piece of the pie get berated by one Amazon seller after another. So even if you get that account, you're one bad day from them going to switch for somebody else because they're going to have constant offers. And somebody's going to give them a bigger zero. I always say that somebody adds a bigger yep. zero on my check, 
that business is gone. That relationship is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you can find a company that, you know, they're like, I don't know what's wrong. We sell like crazy in brick and mortar, but for some reason, I know people are looking for our product, but we can't, we can't make Amazon work for us. And you can look at that listing and say, well, I can see why, and I can fix that. And they're more likely to give you terms. They're more likely to give you um, some sort of discount or free freight, um, we have even be able to, been able to, to use those to get um, to sell on consignment where we don't sell, we don't pay for the items until they sell, which reduces the amount of capital outlay that we have significantly. Um, and, you know, by doing a combination of listings and spo um, sponsored ads or headline search, and we can have, the, we have the brands a lot of times are the ones that are going to be paying for that advertising, or we ask for a discount in exchange for the ads. Um, and as long as the margins are there, then that really works. Um, if you're able to do that, you're going to be able to talk to brands that are dying for help on Amazon instead of companies that will treat you like the gum on the bottom of their shoe. Um, there are a lot of companies that are looking for help with people uh, for, from people on Amazon. And then there's also a lot of um, companies that, you know, things have just gotten out of control on Amazon and they'd be happy to partner with you on a white label product in exchange for helping them clean up some of the issues um, that they have going on. You know, we have some videos that we've done on like how to do map tracking, how to, you know, how to track down map violators um, and, and how to, you know, how to look at certain keyword listings and things along those lines so that sellers have more than just, you know, calling through a lead list and trying to, you know, you know, find a product that maybe you'll have for three months. We want to see you have products that you're going to be able to grow with that company um, and to be able to help them control their presence on Amazon so that they that product can sell profitably for a longer period of time. Well, they they want dominance. I mean, think about it, right? They want dominance in all marketplaces, you know, in their neighborhood, in every town, you know, our local Kmart's finally closing, right? And they wanted dominance while they were here. So their marketing efforts weren't just to one channel. They tried to do everything and it didn't work, but they need to be there. I, I liken it this way. It's like having somebody come and do some work at your house, just getting a contractor to show up. First off, it's a win, right? I mean, so they don't have to be the cheap. If they actually show up and they do what they say they're going to do, you're willing to pay a premium for that. And so you're not always looking for the cheapest. You want somebody who's actually going to do it. So you as an Amazon seller, if you go to that wholesaler and you say, hey, let me, let me fix the photos, let me fix the keywords, let me, I'm going to run some ads and that kind of thing, and then you actually do it, boy, your reputation just got stronger with them. And when, when it comes time for additional products or different things, you're in such a good position. Again, just show up and do what you say you're going to do. You're, you're way ahead of all the other pitches that they're going to get because they're going to get 100 pitches. And, you know, and you sound different. You, when you, when I mm. approach vendors, um, you know, and I, and they say, we don't take Amazon sellers and I, I don't go back. Well, you're dumb or, you know, I, and I, I <laughs> that say doesn't instead, work. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't work. In oh, my experience, that does not get man. the response that you're hoping for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I still hear people do it on the floor, but, <laughs> um, you know, instead I say, I get what you're, where you're coming from. You're doing the right thing. You have to control this on Amazon. And, you know, if you needed, you know, if you just need somebody 
to come in as a consultant and take a look at your products and give you some recommendations, we're happy to do that. We do an initial consult completely free. And if you want us to create an action plan, we do it for just a couple hundred dollars. Um, but, you know, looking at your products before I got here, one of the things that I saw was X, Y, and Z. Now I'm not just somebody coming into cash flow off their business. I'm coming in as somebody as a potential partner in their business, somebody that can help them get something that they weren't they didn't think that was available because most often they're saying not just no, but heck no, not to you, but because they've or a friend has had a really bad experience with an Amazon seller. Hmm. Let me ask you something. This is going to sound cheesy and people are going to be like, oh, wait, he's just pitching her stuff. And I am going to pitch Robin's stuff. Um, I'm very fortunate that Robin and I partner on some things um, business wise here. But this is the truth. I want you to answer this truthfully. How long does it take for somebody who wants to be a wholesale seller? They're making the transition from a, a hopefully a successful RA seller, this, this Q4, because cash flow from RA is so cool. It's so, you know, it's the fastest way to get your money back. How long does it take for somebody to build one of these real wholesale businesses that, you know, sustaining, and I guess it's all relative, you know, not the, not the $200,000 income level to start, but a real sustaining business, a real wholesale model where they're comfortable enough to be able to go in and have these kind of conversations. How long does that take? And I guess it depends you know, on the person. And I know, really yeah. you know, let's take the outliers out. So taking the outliers out, I would say on average three to six months. Okay. And I would give you a couple words of caution. One, do not go cold turkey from RA to wholesale because even if you had all of your wholesale accounts lined up and you got them all and you placed all the orders, you know, this next Wednesday, wholesale because you're having to buy a little bit longer. Usually you're buying instead of buying one to two weeks worth of stock and you're maybe buying closer to, you know, four to six weeks worth of stock sometimes at a time, then you it's going to change the way that cash moves through your business. So you know, even if you're really wildly successful, it can cause a cash flow crunch. So you kind of want to do this like, you know, when you're shifting gears in a car, you kind of ease off the gas and step onto the clutch. You're going to do the same thing. You're going to start to slowly, um, you're going to allot a certain number of base hours. So I mean, you know, I'm just going to start with two hours hours a day working on wholesale. And, you know, as I, I get more and more accounts, I'm going to allot more and more time to the wholesale sourcing and less and less time to RA and to ultimately where you can get to the point where you are sourcing, you know, less than, you know, I would say it's, it's within six months, it's reasonable for you to be spending less than 10 hours a week sourcing if you are very diligent and you're systematic in the way that you're doing this. Um, that doesn't mean just calling a bunch of distributors and going through a bunch of catalogs, but really working with manufacturers so that you can have the long-term sustainable relationships that you need in order to keep this moving and not have to get stuck all the time on IP claims and inauthentics and all of the other drama that can go along when you're not working directly with the manufacturer. Those time sucks are incredible, um, especially as you scale. So realistically, I just want to make sure people listen to this. About a year, I know she said three to six months, but we're talking a full year. But in a year, you could have a complete, uh, a completely different business model, meaning that you're not running from place to place. Not that you shouldn't because it's fun and I get it. And I don't want you to give that up if you love that because there's some people who love that. But you won't have to rely on that. You could have a real sustainable long-term business but it takes time. And so it's not going to happen quickly. But imagine a year from now with, I mean, imagine this, Robin, you're sitting there with a, a boatload of cash because you had a great successful Q4. You've got a whole bunch of money. You've got 
some products that you know you can keep selling, RA, right? You have some cash flow for a period of time, but you put your head down and do the work. And, and how much time does it take for somebody to invest to really transition to a real wholesale business, lock, stock, and barrel? A week, would you say? I mean, how much time do they need to spend a week? Yeah, in the beginning. I mean, to get it, to, they're not doing anything wholesale now. So this is a complete, they got to start the course. They got to go through the course. They got to start putting the practices into place. They got to put their head down. In the meantime, they still have to do this other stuff. But, but realistic, I mean, is it 20, 30, 40 hours a week? Like really putting their head down to build a real business. If you are really, really working in those, if you can do two hours a day, then, and, and so if, if you are just going, you, there are options. You don't have to make phone calls to, in order to get these deals. You don't have to go to trade shows, but the more personable you can get in that communication, the fewer contacts you have to make in order to secure a deal. So if you're doing email, then I would say you probably are going to need to work on the more three hours a week. Um, but if you're doing, you know, phone or trade show, then I would say that two hours a day would be plenty of time as long as you're really focused during those two hours. And one of the biggest things that I see people do is you want to qualify your leads on Mondays and Wednesdays or some other two days, and then you're contacting those leads other days. What I find is that people don't want to make the calls, and so they start to procrastinate and they get really into that product research um, because they don't want to make the call. So you want to make sure you have time that's set out either for calls or to email a lot more people. So you can do either way. We have very highly introverted people that have been very successful in wholesale, either by increasing the number of contacts or by hiring somebody else to do those calls for them. You gain confidence over time too. And that's what I want to reassure people is that, you know, we've all been told no, you know, hundreds of times, but when you get told yes, it's like, okay, wait, Okay, so then all of a sudden there's a little bit of confidence because it works. And then when another one says yes, as you keep adjusting your pitch and, and you realize it's maybe your pitch or whatever. Um, the other thing I was thinking about, too, is the prep time. One of the best parts of wholesale, when that case pack comes oh, yes. in and you literally open it, and let's say you have to label it. Let's just say you have to. It's still, you don't peel anything off. You literally put a sticker on that item. And either you put it back in the pack if it's a case pack or on the pallet or whatever. But even if you're sending in two to this warehouse and two to this, whatever, it's so easy. Oh, my God. Even storing it because it comes in a box already. It's like this is easy compared to peeling those stickers and those plastic bags. How many of those darn plastic bags that just kept coming and coming and coming to an RA? Well, and having to sort everything and then oh. having to remember that these are the green Barbies with the green hair and these are the Barbies with the blue hair. And, you know, it, it's it there's it, everything's already separated for you. So and you know what's coming ahead of time. So when we're preparing for a shipment in wholesale and we have we place an order, we actually create all of those F and SKU labels before the item arrives. So, so sometimes we can get an, you know, even a large shipment of maybe you know five or ten thousand dollars that can get turned around in as little as a couple of hours. You know, especially if there's there's some companies that all we do is we literally turn the box upside down, we slice open the bottom of the box carefully, we put the stickers on the bottom of the products because the UPC codes are just in there just right, um, and then we just seal the box back up and you know put the the label on there. We already know what these boxes are going to weigh because we've ordered them before. So everything can be done ahead of time. Um, now, those comes, that comes from when you have those evergreen products and will not happen overnight. But it is something that's really, really great. And, you know, and, you know, like you said before, it's that freedom to be able to say, well, I don't I can go into Target and I can just 
buy what I want. And I don't need to look at everything in the clearance aisle. I don't need to plan on spending so much time in, you know, a store that I know all of the store announcements and I've heard all of those songs <laughs> on the music thing, you know, 400 times. It's you do get to cherry pick. It's so funny. Uh, you're exactly right. I can walk into that store. I know exactly how it's laid out because you've been there so many times. And but being able to cherry pick. One of the other cool things about wholesale too, depending on the client, you know, um, we had a, a product that would send to us. They charged with FedEx, and I'm like, whoa. We had to pay for it, and then it would come to us, and it was heavy, and then we put our stickers on and then put it through UPS to send it into Amazon. It's like, hey, wait a second. So I saw it, saw it, and this is a good argument why you go to trade shows. Saw them at a trade show, made an appointment to see them. We're a customer. They want to see us. We go, and we have a conversation. Say, hey, here's a, here's a sample label that I have to put on this. Can I pay you to put these labels on? And they looked at me like, oh, we've never done that before. And I said, wait, I'll even send you the labels. You don't even have to buy them. And so literally I bought a pack of the 30 up labels, sent them to them, mailed them to them. And so then I just send them the PDF file. And they it was 10 cents. That's what they charge us. 10 cents to put each one on. And I'm like, this is sweet. So they're printing it. They put the label on. And then they send it. I send them the shipping labels from Amazon with the UPS fee. So I saved an enormous amount of money in those FedEx charges and even better, the delay in time. And so that was just a simple little cure for one thing, but it's a relationship issue. I don't think if I would have asked them right up front, would they do it? They would have said, eh, I don't know you, but boy, getting to that level. And I'm sure you have better examples than that. Well, I mean, yeah, we've had companies that have done, we've had companies that have done that for us for free where they're like, oh, we're just oh. so, you're just so great, you know, but, you know, and the other thing is even if you can't get that because your shipments are going to be more consistent after you get moving, you're able to utilize things like freight shipping, um, which can be a huge saving over UPS and FedEx. Um, and, you know, especially if you have, you because you, you're going to have more consistent lead times. So it can allow you to save a lot of money um, where you can, you know, you can increase your margins there, um, and it's going to allow you to, you know, be able to take, take take on certain products that maybe you might not have been able to take on if you were just shipping with the, you know, FedEx and UPS partnered shipping. What's so exciting is that if somebody takes the time, puts in the work, I've seen so many people have so much success by transforming their business. And it doesn't mean that they failed. It just means that they realize that, hey, this is a long play here. I'm looking to build a long-term business. I'm tired of fighting with gating. I saw the recent Apple uh, issue, right, that uh, Amazon partnered with Apple and it kicked out basically all third-party sellers in some way. You know? So that wasn't us, but there are other people that, that probably were buying wholesale products and legit things, and they're outside of their control, and it's gone, right? So anything RA, even, even, even if you were doing wholesale, that whole brand is gone now. So if you were looking to build your business, you really want to have those relationships for you. And, I mean, it's awful because I've been on the other side where I've been kicked off of brands because, you know, Robin made a deal with a wholesaler and everybody else gets kicked off and it's like, oh, I didn't make the cut. But, you know what, it's pretty cool when you're the one that did make the cut. And um, that's very rewarding. Wouldn't you agree? It is. Um, and, you know, sometimes when we're working with sellers, we're still having to, you know, we're, we're having to kind of figure out how to solve some of these issues because we don't really deal with a lot of IP claims. We don't deal with a lot of, you know, gating issues because we're working so closely with the manufacturer. Um, and 
that's something that a lot of our clients haven't been as affected by as well. You know, the ones that have been utilizing this method, um, because when you're working with the manufacturer and the manufacturer looks at you as their Amazon person, before they think about selling to Amazon directly or before they, you know, look at filing these IP complaints, they would be talking to you first. And so we've had had companies that said, you know, Amazon said we could do this, this and this. And we were able to say, well, you you know, if you wanted to do that on these products, then you're more than welcome to. But here's some of the negatives that you may, might not have thought about. Um, and so we were able to kind of walk them through those pieces and to say, I know that you're concerned about this, but there's a better way to handle this. Um, and to, you know, be, be able to provide value to to the brands through that, but also to make sure that we secure our spot and the other people who bought those products in good faith. You know, this is why Robin Johnson is our coach. This is why when you, I mean, you can hear the confidence in her voice because she's seen it. You know, there's a reason that you can speak so uh, fluently about these things. You've seen it numerous time, time and time again. And I just, it's just so cool. So now, I'm going to make a pitch just so you know that this is an affiliate link for me. I don't hide those things in any way. Um, doesn't cost you any more if you buy any of Robin's things uh, through my link. Um, and you can choose to buy around me. I'm okay with that, um, but I'm just going to still make it available to you. There are three opportunities to work with Robin if you're interested, the three upcoming opportunities. Um, and I want to I want to talk each one because I think they're different uh, places to get in. What I always think about, and I always tell people that if you find somebody you connect with you, and it they, what they say resonates with you, then you should go all in with them and, and do it. But you're giving three opportunities to dip your toe in. Uh, one, very advanced, very expensive, but very advanced, all inclusive. I mean, it's it's just going to give you everything. Another one where it's hands on. You're you're walking through the trenches and actually having discussions about it, and and it's like a workshop type of deal. Or there's that ongoing um, with a course and all these additional things. Because if you heard nothing, there are a lot of moving pieces to a wholesale business. There are a lot of moving pieces. And what's cool is a lot of what applies in this wholesale business model also applies to private labels. So there are a lot of crossovers. So can we walk through each one? Um, and, and you can pick the order for each one, but because I think they are really not for different types of people, but for different entry points. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, we want to make sure that you have different um, entry points for where you are in your business. Yeah, where so, you are. That's good. Yeah, because, you know, if you are just getting started – then you don't want to invest in a ton of money. I see people um, all the time that are like, oh, I spent $20,000 on this coaching program. Well, if you haven't made any sales yet, that's $20,000 that really could have been going to you know, your inventory. So we want to make sure that any time that you invest with us, you're at the right place for that um, you know, and that you know, you're going to be able to get a good return on your investment. All right. Well, let's walk through. Um, I think the, the – so somebody – I guess is the academy would be the one that I would start with. To me, I think that's the one where it's that ongoing basis where somebody's saying, hey, in January, I want to kick in my plan or, you know, in December or whatever. My Q4 is done. I'm ready to start building a plan. So I want to get started, but I need foundational stuff. I need to know where to start. Is it, wouldn't you say the academy is the best place to start there? Yes, because there's things in here that are going to help you with your current sourcing um, methods oh, either. So interesting. Yeah, so the academy is very inexpensive. It's uh, $49 a month or $4.99 a year. And with that, you get access to a lot of 
programs, including we have an uh, entire course on how to manage the admin part. Um, we have templates there in macros that you can use to find orphan listings, to um, do your reimbursements, to identify the things that you should be reimbursed for. We have um, an, an intellectual property mini course where we talk about how to respond to IP complaints. Um, and then we, ha we have, of course, our wholesale course, and we have um, courses on profit first and um, how to manage your cash flow, how to hire. Um, and we have a, what we call the Amazon manual, which has all the little things like, you know, how do you fix stranded inventory? How do you, um, you know, how do you, how do you look at this report and all of those pieces? Um, and then the wholesale course really walks you through like everything you need to get started and then walks you through the different steps. And we recommend that you execute on the steps as you're watching. So, so that you're able to start to get progress right away. We want you to start, you know, landing those first wholesale clients as quickly as possible. And then we, we tell people we recommend that they fo focus on getting their first hundred contacts as, as quickly as possible. And then we want to get you to the point where you're adding two wholesale accounts per week until you have enough that it exceeds the amount of sourcing capital that you have. This what's so cool about this too is that Academy, all this stuff is included. So it's a monthly fee, yes. What did you say? Forty nine bucks. Yes. But all that stuff. If you could buy the course separately, she'll sell you the course separately. It'll be more than that. Um, however, you join the Academy, you get all that stuff. And it, what's cool to me too is as you update, as you learn something new, and you know you're smart enough to know that you don't know everything. As you learn something new or something changes, you're continually updating. This is a working, breathing academy, right? This is not just a static thing that you created three years ago, correct? No, I, yeah, we update we update um, modules every month, and then you know about once a year at least for each course, we try to go through and make sure that things are up to date. And then if somebody messages us and says, you know, I was watching you know this video on this page and you know, I noticed that this is, you know, an old policy because there's over 300 videos in the Academy. We will go back and we will make that. We've also had people say like, I'm struggling with this thing and we've gone in and made additional um, videos. So, you know, we had um, somebody who asked us a question. They were still confused on what should be on their business card versus, you know, do and, or do they need a website? And we'll go back and add additional videos as needed because we want to make sure that you have what you need. So cool. Again, you can pay it monthly or you can pay, you could save a whole bunch of money and pay it one time a year. Okay. I think this, this next one, this accelerator course is kind of, or I, workshop, I guess is the right way to say it. It complements it very well. So it's not like they're exclusive. Even the people in the academy can learn hands-on, right? Is that, is that the idea? Yes. So, you know, any in the academy, you can work hands on. The accelerator is people who kind of want the course plus a little bit of individual attention. So you would get just the wholesale course by itself. You get the wholesale course. And then there's a one day workshop that we have that is the day before ASD starts. So it'll be the Saturday before ASD in Las Vegas. And what we do is we go through exactly how do you know, how do you determine which companies to contact? What are you going to say when you contact? them, how to overcome objections, and how to make yourself more attractive to those vendors. And then you, I mean, what happens then is that person ideally would stay in Vegas and go to ASD and then go try to find their own wholesale accounts, right? And, and be armed, ready to make those pitches, right? Is that the, kind of the idea? Yes, that they are ready to go out and, and have those conversations. And we, you know, if 
not, not every Amazon sellers tend to not like role playing, but we have an option. You know, if you guys want to role play, a, you know, a couple conversations, we can do that as well. And then for the show, we're available via Slack for, um, you know, if you need help or you're not sure what to offer a brand, we're available for that. All right. And then the last one is. Is the last one geared for new sellers or sellers that are having some moderate success, know the basics of wholesale, but want to get to that real next level? Yes. So the, we have an, an advanced Amazon seller retreat, and it's primarily for people who've grossed over a quarter million in 2018. Okay. Now, if you just started and you've had rapid growth, then we can make an exception. But in general, this is for high volume sellers um, that are looking to talk to other high volume sellers. So this is not a beginner's retreat. We have a COO who's been working for many years years with the co-author um, of Rich Dad Poor Dad, Sharon Lecter. Um, she's been her COO for quite a long time. Um, she's also, a, you know, she's written um, college level finance curriculum. So she's going to be talking to us about um, creating operations and really, you know, kind of giving yourself that time freedom. Um, so we're going to be talking about planning, hiring and outsourcing so that you can expand how to manage your cash flow and read your cash flow statements, um, how to read your profit and loss. Cindy Thomason is going to be talking a little bit about implementing profit first and some of the things that she's seen in e-commerce businesses. Kim Coughlin's going to be talking about lean warehouse management. We're going to have Eddie talking about um, freight um, and how to use freight in your business. Um, and so we, and, and Jing uh, is going to be there as well, talking about product mix and product sourcing. So that's in addition to me and Nate being there, talk, being able to go and teach you specific things on that will make you more valuable and at, give you larger access to um, wholesale accounts that other people don't have. That includes, you know, creating listings, um, advertising, understanding Amazon programs. Um, this is, you know, curriculum that has been tested through another event that is, you know, really powerful. And we, we've had some people that have had some really great results right out of the bat from it. This this is the next level. This is when, you know, and now I guess I should say this, the accelerator and the seller retreat are both limited in number of people just because physical, you know, they can only physically handle so many people. So there's still openings as of this time. Um, if you're ready and you want to get to that next level. So I'm glad that you qualify it, at least that they're doing 250,000. That's a big deal. Or like you said, they're accelerating quickly. They're ramping up. But it's that's that means they got past the hard initial steps and now they're ready to work on their business, right? That old um, e-myth kind of thing. Now they're ready to work on it. And I think that's just so smart. Um, again, you know, I, I will qualify to say this, that this is an affiliate deal that uh, I have uh, with Robin. I'm very fortunate that for the most part, some of this is just uh, very exclusive or very limited. And I appreciate that because I just don't pitch everybody's everything, as most people know. Um, but I believe in it. You know, I'm there. I see it. Um, I've been working with Robin now a couple of years now, and, and it's just a phenomenal it's a phenomenal opportunity if you're ready to get your business to that next level. Um, and wholesale, I think, is just a, a, a wonderful place to get to. Um, the barriers to entry are getting higher, and we should be thankful that the barriers are getting higher. I think that's a fair statement, don't you? Yeah, I think that, you know, the days of just, you know, coming on Amazon and just kind of like throwing mud against the wall, that's starting to close. And But 
there's a whole new realm that is opening up that I am so excited for. And I just see so much opportunity. And I want to take as many people that are willing and want to, to come with me with that. We've been doing a lot of things. We basically created an Amazon SEO agency um, that we're working directly with brands and we're getting paid flat consulting fees. And so it's basically like wholesale, you know, plus. So we're getting all the benefits of wholesale without having the cash flow constraints. And we're making a real difference for the brands that we're working for. Um, and so that's going to be some of the things that we're going to be talking about on the retreat as well. We're going to have some roundtables about that. But, um, you know, there is so much opportunity. And if you can p- position yourself for that, um, that's really where we're, we're, we're moving to is, you know, how can we make sure that we are set up so that we can work directly with manufacturers so we can stay on the cutting edge and we can stay away from, you know, having to compete with every other seller on the block? How can we give that ourselves that point of differentiation it's just so cool it, it, and i agree with you the opportunity it's like it's like the wild west is open again but it's open yeah. in that way right whoever the outlier you can be an outlier because you have knowledge again you show up and do what you're going to say you're going to do and you're going to be a winner right that's the that's the most important part you got to learn what to do so these um these are all done on a landing page i have a landing page established where links for all these and all the prices and all the rest of that jazz robin what's that page If you go to bestfromthenest.com forward slash EM for e-commerce momentum, there'll be three pictures on there and you can click on on the product or opportunity that you're most interested in. And if you have questions, you can feel free to reach out and we're happy to talk with you. Okay. So it's bestfromthenest.com forward slash EM and the page is there and it has links for all these different things. Or you can reach out to me too personally if you would like to find out more information and I'll have all those links out there. Robin, um, I'm very... I'm excited like you are because um, while there are more challenges and things are, you know, the walls are, as somebody, an RA guy used to say that the walls feel like they're closing in on me. They are. I understand that. But that doesn't mean it's that business is gone. And anybody who tells you that, they're fools. However, there are challenges to it. There are, um, um, and I think the challenges are some of the barriers to entries that, that makes it a win. If you figure it out, you're going to win. But if you can take that and now maximize that and take that revenue and, and capitalize it and really build out a real sustainable business um, in the foundational way that Robin just described, I think they're going to be in great position. Man, I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, I wish you nothing but success. I'm very, very excited for you. Keep it up. Well, and if, you know, it, it, thank you very much for having me on. It's, it's been, it's been so much fun getting to do all of this and getting to work with so many sellers. It's been, it's been an amazing journey. Okay, again, it's bestfromthenest.com forward slash EM. Take care. Great lady, great episode, uh, smart as a whip. You know, she speaks at a lot of different conferences, and there's a reason for it because she knows what she's talking about. You know, if you're going to build a brand, whether it be on wholesale or private label, if you're going to do it on wholesale, make sure you're getting paid for that. So smart, right? Be exclusive. How do you be exclusive? You add something to that brand. And so if you're going to build somebody else's brand, make sure you're making money at it and put the effort in. And again, join our course, bestfromthenest.com forward slash EM. You'll see me in there. Reach out to me if I can help you in any way. Ecommercemomentum.com, ecommercemomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.